Thank you, Mary. Would y'all please stand and join me in prayer? Our great Heavenly Father, Lord, we come tonight thanking you and praising you for the gorgeous, beautiful weather that you've given us lately and the opportunity to uh, just to get out and move around and the freedoms that we have to do that. And God, I just ask tonight as we get into this time of business uh, that uh, you, Lord, will be looking over us. You'll be take your hand down upon us. You'll give us the, the strength, the courage, the wisdom to do the right thing. And Father, I just pray that you'll keep uh, your hedge of protection around all of us. You'll take us home safely. And Lord, that uh, we can get about your business again tomorrow morning. Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Commissioner Bojo, for the prayer and pledge. Mr. Park, if you will. Mayor Stevenson. Here. Commissioner Cochran. Here. Bojo. Here. Beeman. Here. Dahl. Here. Quick. Here. Askew. Here. Collins. Here. McDaniel. Here. Thank you. I trust that each of you have had a chance to uh, look over the minutes from September the 11th, and there were no additions or corrections. Those stand approved as permanent consent. Tonight we have one proclamation, Billy Highland's College Day, and I'm going to call on Commissioner Smith. And I'm going to ask my friends from Georgia Highlands College to join me. Because this is truly indeed an honor. I want you to listen to some of the numbers that are in this proclamation tonight as to where we've come through the years. Whereas Georgia Highlands College was founded in 1970 as Floyd Junior College on a single campus in Rome and initially enrolled 545 students. And whereas Georgia Highlands College now serves thousands of students throughout the Northwest Georgia region at five separate campuses and sites in Rome, Cartersville, Marietta, and Dallas with a regional economic impact of nearly $170 million. You can applaud that if you'd like. Whereas Georgia Highlands College is a fully accredited state college within the University System of Georgia, offering over 40 areas of study in both the associate and baccalaureate degree levels at one of the most affordable rates in the state. And whereas Dr. Mike Hobbs began his duties as the fifth president of Georgia Highlands College on July 1st, 2022, and whereas Georgia Highlands College 
will hold an inauguration and investiture ceremony for President Hobbs at the Boyd Campus Gymnasium, September 28th, and now therefore be it resolved that the Rome City Commission along with the Floyd County Board of Commissioners do hereby proclaim September 28, 2023 as Georgia Highlands College Day in honor of President Mike Hobbs' inauguration and investiture and call upon all city of Rome and Floyd County citizens to celebrate the past, present, and future educational endeavors of Georgia Highlands College. Signed by Mayor Sunday Stevenson and Chair Allison Waters, the Rome City Commission and the Floyd County Board of Commissioners. Congratulations, my friend. So what that says to me is that we're a talent producer for, for our citizens, for our community, for our business and industry. And I want to make sure I've challenged our professors. I don't want us to wait to the junior and senior year to do internships or co-ops, uh, uh, proposals or presentations. Move those to the freshman year. Let's get students to have hands-on work experience when they graduate with their degree so they have both. And so that's going to be my mission to make sure that we are fitting what the community needs and what our citizens need and what our business and industry needs. And even most parts best of every day, Luke, I've retired from the system I came from with 25 years. This is the last place I want to be. I'm going to retire from here. I want to get a house here. I want to stay here. And uh, I want you to know that I'm always available. Please, I, my business card has my cell phone number on it. You can call me, text me. Struggle with Facebook and Twitter, but uh, I told my son the other day to retweet something on uh, Facebook, and he just looked at me and he's like, Dad, just stop. Because <laughs> you retweet on uh, Twitter and you post on Facebook, right? Yeah, so, but I haven't even attempted Instagram or any of those other things. But, uh, but Georgia Highlands, we just went over 5,000 students. Uh, Randy is the president, our trustee president. I sent him a text today. We are at 5,002 students as of today. Uh, with all the industries that are moving in here and the great success that the city has done, I think Georgia Highlands is gonna continue to grow. Uh, 
we're what's called an access college, which means we don't have PhDs or masters. Our faculty don't do a lot of research. They're really there more for the students. Uh, I don't want to get as big as Kennesaw State, uh, but I want our students to have the same experience that they would have at a UGA or Kennesaw State. Uh, but we're going to do it at $95 a credit hour, and we're going to do it for the first generation. We're going to do it for uh, returning adults. We're going to do it for, for everybody in our community. So again, I'm absolutely honored, and thank you so much. Please come to the uh, investiture that we're having if you'd like to. We have um, a, uh, a reception afterwards, so it's some pretty good food. And then we're having our first ever scholarship gala, uh, and we've sold 480 tickets to our scholarship gala, so we're looking forward to that. And all of those proceeds will go to scholarships. Thank you again. Dr. Hobbs, HG, for all that you're doing for the city and the surrounding counties and cities as well. Thank you. Somebody's feeling our seat fall over while we're up, so we're just, uh, no, no, you're good. No, I just don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. Oh, thank, thank you. For all right, have a good night. Okay, we do have three registered guests tonight. And Ms. Norman, you first, if you go up, you have up to three minutes. Give us your name and your address. Hello, how you all doing? I'm actually interest, uh, interested in talking about the development of uh, rural Georgia. I've learned from the past to have quality instead of quantity. It's, it's actually community incentive because if you don't have a community in this economy that we're dealing with, we're going to have really serious problems. So the foundation is so important to create um, a community abroad of different colors, which is a beautiful thing, economics as well, because if we have too much of one thing, if that one thing, like all eggs in one basket, what happens? It collapses. So, Adding to that, I've learned the uh, Northwestern uh, Georgia Regional on international developers coming into town in different areas of Georgia. Um, in Paulding, was an example, they have 92% of appeals, and guess who? International corporations, the apartment buildings that are coming out throughout Georgia. And I've traveled throughout Georgia for a long time, for the past uh, three years actually. And seeing the cookie cutter different of apartments, that is just temporary. We need people that actually cares for a community and how do we do that? By having opportunity for these individuals to own house because what happens is the uh, apartments 
It's just a moment. They're just transit. And it's very crucial to be able to have that in mind. Another thing is the topic of schools. Economically, it's a lot of money of the uh, junior, uh, junior schools. Have you all determined about the DOT of the exit of that school on that economics aspect, you know, the entrance and the exit? That's other cost. I'm not sure that's included into the school's price. Um, EPA, very important to have healthy water. How are we going to be able to control other industry polluting our waters? Because we could pay the EPA or actually pay for the system, which is a lot of money, but we have to have a good healthy waters in a healthy community. All right, thank you. Mayor Stevenson, commissioners, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Roger Wade. I live at number two Sherwood Road in Rome, Georgia. And, and I'm here, first of all, to thank all the commissioners who give up your time and your energy to serve our community. It's, it's, it's a big job, and it's a thankless job. It doesn't pay very much, and um, sometimes my opinions may differ from yours, but that's also what makes us work well as a community, that we can sit and be together and discuss things and come out with positive direction to lead this 37,810 citizens of the city of Rome is where we need to be today yesterday, tomorrow. Close to my heart is the amount of debt that you have voted to take on for this community. It's huge. It's something we've not encountered before. It isn't, in my opinion, financially what we need to be doing right now. I, I, was, I was thrilled to see the Georgia Highlands uh, event earlier and, and to realize that Rome and Floyd County is not just about the education of our small children, but our formal education of later years. And the retention of graduates from Georgia Highlands is just absolutely amazing. It also threw a number in my face that uh, while they have a $170 million economic impact, we're talking about $160 million worth of, of debt and interest over the next 20 years. That's $4,231 for every man, woman, and child living in the city limits of Rome, all 37,810 of us. We can't go back and change the beginning, but we can certainly start where we are and change the ending. Quote from C.L. Lewis, this issue has been like a ping pong ball back and forth across the net. 
we're not going to do it, we are going to do it, we're going to change it, we're not going to. And when I look at finally getting some numbers that I can break down and see that we've got probably about a 65 to $75 million educational facility that we have funds to really, really go forward with already in our hands in the way of spots collections and the 17 million from the state. That builds the, the complete educational facility that we need for 1,500 students in middle school. Now we start adding things that we that we like to think about or, or nice to have. Three minutes, they're up, sir. Uh, $160 million is 57,700 feet high stacked one on top of the other. It's a lot of money. We don't have it. Please hit the ping pong ball back and forth across the net again. Thank you. David Dodd, you would go to the podium, give us your name and your address. I am uh, David Doss. I live at 806 Collinwood Road in Rome, Georgia, in the Old East Rome. And let me start by um, concurring with what Roger Wade just said. And ladies and gentlemen of the commission, you do have a tough job. I've been in a similar seat several times in my career. And it is a thankless job, and I appreciate your uh, dedication and commitment to this community. I'm here today because in light of a 5-4 vote on September the 11th by the Rome City Commission to authorize the sale of $120 million in bonds to finance a new Rome Middle School, I believe that vote warrants further examination to see if a possible conflict of interest exists by Commissioner Collins not recusing himself from that vote. First and foremost, I raise this issue with no disrespect for Mr. Collins or his wife, as I have considered them to be uh, a close personal friend for probably more than 30 years. Furthermore, I am not an attorney, and I make no claim to be an expert in legal matters. However, I have researched this matter, and from a layman's point of view, it seems quite clear to me that a conflict very well may in fact exist. If I could uh, approach the clerk with a handout that I prepared for you is a couple of copies of the city code and I'll make reference to um, section 2105 conflicts of interest and it says the prohibition of a conflict of interest a city official may not participate in a vote or dis decision on a matter affecting a person entity or property in which that official has a substantial interest. So the question arises, what is a substantial interest? The 
Section 2-103 defines of the city code, defines a substantial interest as an interest either directly or through the member of an immediate family in another person or entity. And paragraph 4 says that person, where that person is a creditor, debtor, or guarantor of the other person or entity in the amount of $5,000 or more. Certainly the city commission and Commissioner um, Collins through the deciding vote. Okay, Mr. Dawson, your, your three minutes will expire. tonight. We do have um, first reading amendment to the assembly ordinance. Madam Mayor, um, the public safety committee um, when I place this on first reading with the understanding that there are still some questions to be asked and answered and we will um, probably continue this on first reading in, at the next meeting, but this is being placed on first reading. This is um, the amendment of our current um, assembly ordinance. So this is being placed on first reading with the idea that it will be continued to be looked at um, until we have reached a suitable conclusion. So we're, we're placing it on first reading tonight, and if other action is not taken, it will be up for a second reading, not a public hearing, but a second reading uh, two weeks from tonight. Right, and then at, at that point in time, we will make a decision as to whether we will continue it on first reading. Yes, sir. We have nothing on second reading. We have nothing continued on first reading. We do have uh, several public hearings. Mr. <coughs> Director? Yes, Madam Mayor, good evening. We have uh, three items for you tonight. The first being uh, file Z23-09-01, which requests rezoning from community commercial to neighborhood office commercial for the property located at 1145 North Broad Street. Uh, this is it, outlined in, we'll call it teal. Uh, this is uh, on North Broad Street. You see the old uh, community center across the street, which has since been uh, bulldozed recently. Uh, it is a single-family home, and since the city adopted zoning, it has been zoned commercial. And uh, nobody apparently caught on. However, a gentleman recently tried to purchase the home and was unable to get a mortgage. Uh, this is the property again with the zoning map. Uh, you might wonder why neighborhood office commercial. Well, it allows for use as a single-family home, or if later on down the road, if he wants to use it as office space for... State Farm, some CPA, whatever, it would allow for that as well. So it gives it a little more flexibility. This is the application itself. This is looking in from the road. 
used to be the uh, community center, the youth center. One of the adjacent homes on either side, also zone community commercial. And this does come with a recommendation of approval from the staff as well as a nine to zero approval from the planning commission. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, thank you, sir. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? Do we have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Hearing nor seeing any, I declare this public hearing closed. Madam Mayor, I make a motion that we approve this request for rezoning. I have a motion. Do I have a second? <coughs> I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Clerk, if you will call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Ogo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dalt? Yes. Quick? Yes. Matthew? Yes. Collins? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Motion carries. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, the next file is Z23-09-03, which requests to rezone from community commercial to High Density Traditional Residential for the property located at 1314 East 2nd Avenue. This is it. Uh, uh, out, excuse me. Outlined in uh, teal. Uh, we're just off of Dean Avenue at the intersection of East 2nd Avenue and East 14th Street. Uh, it is, once again, it was developed as a single-family home. Uh, it has sat vacant for quite some time. Uh, it's my understanding that a woman has purchased it for her offspring and wants to ensure that uh, it is safe and that it can be replaced if it uh, were to be destroyed. This is the zoning map for the area. The application. from the corner uh, she had attempted to pull permits to do renovations on the home and was unsuccessful given the current zoning and further down second avenue back up towards Callier springs and directly across the street this does come with an approval from the staff as well as a nine to zero approval from the planning commission thank you sir at this time i'll declare the public hearing open do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? Do we have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Seeing or hearing any, I'll declare the public hearing closed. <clears throat> Madam Mayor, I make a motion that we approve this rezoning request. I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? No discussion. If you will, Mr. Clerk, call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Logo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dalt? Yes. Quick? Yes. Matthew? Yes. Collins? Yes. James? Yes. Thank you. Motion carries, Mr. Director. Yes, ma'am. And our last item for tonight is file Z23-09-07, which requests to rezone from community commercial to urban mixed use for the properties located at 840 Turner McCall Boulevard and 715 West 2nd Street. Uh, these are the two properties outlined. Uh, this is the old Days Inn on Turner McCall Boulevard. Uh, the request is to rezone actually to demo part of the building and allow for the construction of a new hotel, an additional hotel. And you're going to see the plans for that here in a second. Why the request to rezone? Well, urban mixed use allows for hotels just like community commercial. However, it allows for taller buildings and it also has no setback requirements for it. So it allows for additional space on the property, more buildable space. Let's zoom out a little bit.
So this is the hotel as it currently sits. This red line is where they want to establish a new property line, carving the property in half. Uh, this portion of the building will be demoed to allow for the new hotel. what that will look like and then so to the immediate south here you already have the Hampton Inn so that'll be three hotels immediately in a row this is the staff report the application this is looking in from behind this property also has access to parking down next to Steak and Shake, which is actually their parking. This is the back entrance. The Hampton Inn at the top of the hill. The house directly across from the Hampton Inn. This is from Turner McCall. Once again, the Hampton Inn immediately adjacent. direction there, Turner McCall, directly across Turner McCall. <coughs> and this does come with a uh, staff recommendation of approval as well as a nine to zero approval from the Planning Commission. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? Do we have anyone here to speak in opposition of? You're, okay, I don't, are you speaking in favor of or opposition of? Pardon me? It says here urban mixed. What does that mean? That means that allows for multiple uses at the same time. So that could be a mix of um, hotel and restaurants. It could be a mix of hotel and apartments. It's on Turner McCall. Because if they're doing it already on Turner McCall, a lot of traffic. I'm just putting it out there on the design. So that is a state highway, one of our main vehicular thoroughfares. Yes, it does uh, generate a great deal of vehicular traffic. Uh, it's supposed to. It's an arterial road. Um, Get back up here to the little drawings. Let's see what's going on there. So, actually, this parking right up here alongside the uh, Steak and Shake is also theirs. There is an Aldi there, correct. I have never seen that lot full except when we're shooting fireworks <laughs> <laughs> or when we're having a Christmas parade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is I'm planning on doing this urban mix. So you're trying to create an urban downtown. 
more urbanized downtown. Okay. Any other questions? Bryce, I have one question. Yes, sir. Help me. What portion would be the demolished okay. portion? On, just, this is a, just a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to close the public hearing. Okay, hearing nothing else from the public, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Yeah, okay, uh, Mr. Commissioner. I'm sorry. Help me understand the portion that will be demolished. Is that the single-story uh, portion? It is, the front portion that currently faces Turner McCall, yes. Okay, okay. <coughs> yes, sir. Okay, no other questions? Um, Commissioner. Go ahead. I just have a comment. Um, we've gotten to a point where people who have gone before the Planning Commission to get approval are not showing up to City Commission meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I personally wouldn't, I think I would want to ask them questions. I don't know if you can, I don't know, we can't require them, but if you could encourage them to come to the Commission meetings so that we could ask questions of them. They typically get a phone call a week in advance as a reminder. Hotel, there isn't one. So there's no minimum parking? There is none. Okay. Is that in, in um, urban mixed use or is that in? That is in urban mixed use and uh, CDC. Two downtown districts. <coughs> uh, if I could make one more <coughs> comment, Madam Mayor. Um, I serve on the tourism committee and some of our motels are being converted into apartments. And so when we have events here for the tennis center and things of that nature, uh, we have a shortage of motel rooms. And so from that standpoint, this makes a, a good idea uh, for these, these people run a good property there, it's a good business. Um, and I, I think just working hand in hand with Lisa and her crew, uh, this this is a much needed um, asset to the community. Thank you, Bryce. I didn't, Madam Mayor, if I may. I did not hear you say that these leaving the option open for them to convert these to apartments. The zoning would allow for it. It will allow for it. It would. Is that by right or by right? said it does allow for them to convert these to apartments. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm having trouble hearing you. Michigan don't give them one at all. Okay, I'm sorry. Said it would? It would? It would allow them to convert these into apartments without, yes. without coming before the commission? Yes. Well, actually, uh, multifamily does have a parking requirement of what 1.25 spaces yeah. after three units. Yes. Okay. So, did the developers explicitly say they're building a, a hotel? Yes. They all applied for a special use permit. <coughs> but we treat them as a business. 
is that they are asking for a different, for a rezoning instead of a special use permit. Hotels are already allowed on this property under the current zoning, as was the case with the previous ones. Could the motion be amended to just only allow a hotel? We don't have a motion yet, sir. Oh. Are we, okay, that's what we're trying to get to that. Well, I think you can answer the question. We have to hear it first. Unfortunately, the code doesn't require that, but I understand what you're saying, but. I say, but if we put the amendment in there, maybe we can make it. You can put the condition on there if you'd like. Yeah, it's yeah, up to y'all. But it would have to come back at that point in time. Yeah. That's right. If it's approved as UMU with the condition that only be used for a hotel, any change of that would require this body to vote on that. Okay, at this time. I will make a motion, Madam Mayor, that we approve the rezoning from community commercial to urban mixed use with the caveat that should it change from a hotel, it comes back before the commission for approval. I can second it. Okay, I have a motion <coughs> second. Do I have any other discussion? Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bogo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Matthews? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Thank you. Motion carries. Yeah. Mr. Clark? No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Mr. Manager? No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Mr. Attorney? Yes. Madam Mayor, thank you. Um, as most of you already know, the settlement agreement that was entered into on June 30th, 2023 between the City of Rome and 3M Company is now ready to be ratified by the City Commission. And so we would ask that the City Commission make a motion to approve ratification of the settlement agreement with 3M. I will make that uh, motion to approve and ratify the 3M Water Settlement Agreement. Motion. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. Do I have any discussion? <coughs> Hearing none. Mr. Clark, please call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bogo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Matthews? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Thank you. Motion to just, just two other quick points, Madam Mayor. One is that I want to remind everybody that part of the agreement is that the City of Rome is to disparage 3M and I'd also like to state that uh, for the meeting minutes that pursuant to the agreement Rome effective September 2nd 2023 did not increase any prior surcharge or rate increase attributable to PFAS and repealed any existing rate increases attributable to PFAS. Rome is not prohibited however from increasing its water and sewer rates in the future for reasons other than PFAS. Thank you Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Quick comment behind that, if I would. I think in finance, I think Tony did here, we did say that 
is as much as $10 or $15 reduction to all citizens' water bill. That started in September, correct? September 1st, to be exact. So all our citizens should be able to see a reduction in their uh, water rates, 10 to $15. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Under my time, the Rome Floor Development Authority will meet Tuesday, September 26th. That's tomorrow at 9 a.m. at 800 Broad Street, Boardwalk. Uh, the city did receive uh, on last Monday um, from uh, recovery, drug recovery. They had a program at uh, Heritage Park, and uh, I was a part of the program. And as a result of that, they are ta they're taking a bus around the state. Uh, for recovery from opioids and other drug-related things, and they did present to the city. It's, and it's an oak box. It's called an uh, overdose action kit. So anyone that has uh, overdosed because of opioids or any other drugs, the city does have a, a kit that they can go to before and use before 911 gets So I want to thank them for supplying that to the city. Thank you. Commissioner Thompson. Uh, no report, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Bojo. Yes, water and sewer will meet Thursday, October 5th, 9 o'clock, Sam King room, and that's all I have, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Beeman. <clears throat> historic preservation did not meet in September, but the next meeting will be held on Wednesday, October the 18th at 2.30 p.m. Of under HPC, the community kickoff for the North Rome project will be held on Tuesday, October the 3rd at 5.30 p.m. at Thankful Baptist Church. Up under Keep Rome Floyd Beautiful, the Keep Rome Floyd Beautiful Commission will meet Thursday, September the 28th at 4 o'clock p.m. at the Floyd County Administration Building. Madam Mayor, that concludes my report. Thank you, Pam. Commissioner Dunn. Thank you, Mayor. Just a comment under Trails and Rivers. This is the most beautiful time of year to get out on our trail system. And if you haven't been on some of our trails, like the Mount Berry Trail behind the post office, you are truly missing out. So I would encourage our citizens to get out and use our trails. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Quick. Just one meeting announcement, Madam Mayor. The Rome Floyd County Planning Commission will meet Thursday, October 5th, 2.30 p.m. in the Sam King Room. And that concludes my report. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Askew. Uh, first off, the uh, Solid Waste Commission meeting scheduled for Tuesday, September the 26th has been canceled. Um, next, the um, I need to present the um, joint occupancy agreement of the fire administration building and the uh, emergency um, management um, people for a uh, final draft. We've been operating under a um, uh, an old agreement since about 2018, I do believe, and this is to update that agreement, and uh, I make a motion that we accept this um, agreement. Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second for the updated <clears throat> joint occupancy fire and EOC 911 agreement. Um, do we have uh, any discussion? Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bogo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. Daniel? Yes. Thank you. Motion carries.
Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, that's 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 all that I have. Thank, thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Collins. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Committee on committee. I don't. I have a report today. You know, I've been doing some good investments. Um, I will tell you, on finance, we plan on meeting on Wednesday, the 27th, at 10:30 a.m. in the Sam King Room. And the general administration is going to meet and plan. That's all I have, Madam Mayor. Okay, thank you, sir. Commissioner Matt James. Thank you, Madam Mayor. <clears throat> we have two uh, items to act on from the Alcohol Con uh, Control Commission. One of them uh, is in regard to combat market at Alibi Prohibition Lounge at 214 Broad Street, um, an amendment to the food drink uh, ratio variance. Um, the owner of the building or the business, Mr. Pledger, was uh, given a license to uh, pour distilled uh, spirits without operating a restaurant. Treated him like he did the old Havana cigar uh, business, and uh, there was a variance, uh, a restriction that went with that variance that he closed each night by 11 p.m. He was given the option to request permission uh, to be open later than 11 p.m. on special occasions, uh, which he has done. Uh, the request now before the city commission is to permanently remove the 11 p.m. restriction and allow Alibi Prohibition Lounge to be open until the normal closing requirement of 2 a.m. Alcohol Control uh, Commission did not discuss this matter since the decision lies with the wrong city commission, and that comes in the form of a motion. We have, we have a motion and a second. Do you have any discussion? So, um, if this motion fails, I'll have a, a, a second motion to uh, allow a closing time of 12 o'clock midnight, and that will apply to all the businesses that use something other than food to meet their food drink ratio. Thank you. Any other discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Clark, if you will, please call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bogo? Yes. Beeman? No. Dahls? No. Quick? No. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Uh, Madam Mayor, I believe I have five yes votes. Motion carries. Thank you. <coughs> The other action item um, is regarding peaches at 325 Broad Street. Uh, the distilled spirits license, pouring license, was revoked on May the 8th of 2023. And uh, since that time, Ms. Shaw, and I think Ms. Shaw is here, has come before the Alcohol Control Commission. Uh, and she's working on her efforts to increase her food sales uh, and provide the proper documentation to the Alcohol Control Commission. At the ACC committee meeting or commission meeting, uh, the proposal was made that uh, since she is an, uh, an events venue, an entertainment venue, that she be allowed to use ticket sales uh, along with her food rece uh, receipts 
to meet that 50-50 ratio. So the recommendation now before the City Commission is to consider the request for the issuance of a distilled, uh, distilled spirits pouring license for peaches and a request for a food drink ratio variance to allow the combination of food sales and event ticket sales to meet the 50-50 ratio. And that comes in the form of a motion. I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? We discussed in caucus regarding the way the 50-50 ratio would be dispelled and 25% would be ticket, 25% would be food, correct? We didn't specify that in the motion, but I would be open to that if you want to make that amendment. I, I would appreciate that. So basically restating the motion, uh, the recommendation is to consider the request for the issuance of a distilled spirits pouring license at Peaches and a request for a food drink a ratio variance to allow the combination of food sales and event ticket sales to meet the 50-50 ratio with 50% of the food and ticket ratio being equal. Accept that. I want to make sure I'm clear, Mr. Clerk. So you're telling the client out there that the ticket sales will be considered, right? At at 25 percent, and the other 25 percent make up the. Oh, uh, that that right? Exactly. I, I don't. I probably didn't state that the best. Yeah, way. I'm just trying to make sure, the Clerk. How are you going to be looking at her sales? Well. Uh, the way I interpret your motion is at least 25% of her total revenue, food, tickets, and alcohol have to come from the sale of food, and a minimum of 25% from tickets. In other words, to, to, change, to attain the 50-50 ratio, it can't be 35% tickets and 15% food. It's got to be at least 25% food. I can accept that. I, I can accept that. Okay. Any other discussion? So, Mayor, um, if this motion fails, I'll have a second motion to approve the um, the business with a closing time of 12 o'clock midnight, and that would also apply to all businesses, 12 o'clock midnight, to all businesses that use something other than food to meet the food drink ratio. And before you take your vote, I do want to stress the fact that you stated that this is a different type of entertainment. We also know of the past history of the, the, the violence that takes place when at, at this establishment when you have entertainment and drinking. And then you're talking about now other businesses who have met the 50-50 food ratio. It is an entertainment venue which is, uh, and Joe can explain this, we, we give licenses for distilled spirits and there's a 50-50 food to drink ratio. On two different occasions, uh, we have made exceptions. <coughs> one is to Old Havana Cigar and the other one is to Alibi, uh, uh, the business that we mentioned earlier. Everything will stay the same uh, for Ms. Shaw. She will still have to come before the alcohol control or submit her financial records 
including her ticket sales and her uh, food drink ratio. None of that will change. Uh, she, her distilled spirits license will be reactivated as soon as we if we approve this uh, if she gets to the point where she doesn't meet the 50 50 ratio then the alcohol control commission can suspend her license or revoke her license but an entertainment venue is an, and I, to me that's the key part of this it's not a restaurant it's not just a restaurant there are some weeks she's only open three nights a week so I think we it's incumbent upon us to understand the definition of what an entertainment or an event venue is as opposed to what a restaurant is. I would add that this small business here, and I got to commend her, we voted to take her spirit away from her completely without any plan. And she is show resilience and try to stay in business and serve her constituents and it's in some way a blessing that we have this tool to try to help our small businesses out. I keep hearing about the fact the ratio is what it is, et cetera, but at some point in time, I think we need to trust the fact that um, we're in an entertainment district. We have very trained and certified police officers that, that, that can arise at any occasion, but she's proven that she hasn't had that situation happen anymore. It's almost like she's been on probation and she has passed the test. I think young ladies due opportunity to carry out the business of any like any other business downtown. We got capable people. And I think I heard Mr. Manager say it at some point in time if we the restrictions continue like they are, we could become a ghost town downtown. Entertainment district is what they're meant to be. I just ask upon you to give her a chance. I understand giving a chance, but my concern is if you have a venue that can host up to 700 people and you've got 500 people maybe in an establishment drinking, and being entertained. Is that fair to our police? Well, I think on the last occasion, she, she learned a valuable lesson to know that any time that she's selling tickets for a venue like that, she must, it's a must, provide her own security to make sure that segment of the public is safe. Our police officers cannot act as her security. I think what she also know is that if another event happened like that, it probably won't just be a license revoked. It had been where this commission has made it so that, that uh, a place of business and that address can no longer ever have entertainment. And I don't think she want to go there. 
further discussion? Madam Mayor, I will recuse myself on this vote due to um, relationship with some of the parties. I feel like the city needs to exercise extreme caution as we look at eliminating what I know is the food drink ratio. So we've, you know, brought on all these new food groups, steel, tobacco, firearms, ticket sales. And I think it would be only fair to the other businesses that meet our food drink ratio to set a closing time at 12 o'clock. add one other thing Mr. Commissioner that the body in which serves as our alcohol control commission is made up of some of those business owners as well as some of the people that's in that field this commission commissioned them to do exactly that because there's one point in time which we didn't have a clue sitting up here as commissioners making these rulings, we put it in their hands. Well, I agree with you. I support our Alcohol Control Commission, and they have made a recommendation to the city commission. But it's the city commission that has to make the decision. And it's a lot bigger decision than supporting a small business. give you any solace since since it's currently split 25-25 if they lose their entertainment license they by default lose their liquor license because <coughs> they can't meet the 25-25 ratio of the ticket further discussion Commissioner Cochran yes Bojo? Yes. Beeman? No. Dawes? No. Quick? No. Askew? Abstain. Collins? Yes. Daniels? Yes. Madam Mayor, in this case, I have four yes votes, three no votes, and one abstention. Okay, the motion has failed in this case. So as I said, Mayor, if that motion failed, I would have a second motion that would allow businesses that use something other than food to meet our city's food drink ratio to set a closing time of 12 o'clock. So that's retroactive to the gentleman that we just allowed to have it in, right. in Old Havana. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Mr. Dahl, one point of clarification. Your motion is to approve the liquor license with the condition that you just proposed. Yes. 
And just to add to that motion that Havana Tobacco Bar, which um, hasn't adhered to the midnight, we would extend their deadline to the end of the year to make it consistent with all non-food businesses. And I'll answer any questions. Excuse me, you have a motion? Yes. We have a motion, do I have a second? May I ask a question, Madam Mayor? Sure. Commissioner Goss, your motion is to approve distilled spirits for peaches. Yes. Using ticket sales and food. Yes. They close at midnight. Yes. I'll second that motion. Hold on, that's not it. That's not all of it. No. 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 It's retroactive to Alibi and Old Havana. And Steel and Spirits, if they are. Yes, yes. That means everybody would have to close at three. Everybody who does not specifically sell 50% food. Is that correct, Commissioner Goss? Be consistent. To be consistent. We have a motion on the floor. Madam Commissioner, do you, did you second that? That's a question. We just approved Alabama. Yes. And that was this motion here. I think what we've done, what we're doing here is we're penalizing alibi and cigar for, in those places for doing their job right. I think that's what I'm reading into this. I mean, we all know that Peaches has had a lot of issues. So we don't need to penalize the people that are doing things right. So I don't feel that way. Alibi until tonight had 11 o'clock closing time. We're bumping their closing time up an hour. They've never been open past 11, or will, with exceptions by the ACC. Madam Mayor, can I ask a question? Out of, what time do you close now? Will you stay open until two, or will you? But he, he needs to answer. Am I correct on that? That's a okay. I think Commissioner Bojo asked the question, but we're not in it. And right now, we're not in. This is a public hearing, so can they ask? I don't think they can ask questions back. Okay. 
Yeah, we're not in a public hearing, but I, I think it's acceptable for this body to ask questions of whoever they'd like. Yes. And receive questions if they choose to receive questions. The question I asked was what time is he closing now and will he stay home until two o'clock? If you would just give us your name and address so we'll know who it's going to people you want to know. Yes, ma'am. I'm Brandon Pledger. I'm the owner of Alibi Prohibition Lounge and Combat Market. Thank you. Okay. Are you going to stay home until two o'clock every night? Are you open seven days a week? No, we are not. We are currently closed. Uh, it's a hard close on Sundays. State law does not allow us to be open on Sundays because we do not serve food. Uh, we are open right now Tuesday by appointment only and standard hours of Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Unless we come to the ACC and request permission to stay open late. Okay. Madam Mayor, can I make a point of clarification? Mr. Yes. McDaniel, did you second the motion? He did. Thank you. That's I all. did. That's all. I, um, I'm confused. <laughs> the only reason I asked that was because you don't get into discussion until you have yes, a second for the right. motion. Mm -hmm. And a citizen pointed out that he believed there hadn't been a second yet, and so I was confirming I that there was a second. The, uh, and then Commissioner Cochran explained that we were also limiting the other businesses to closing at midnight. So under the um, auspices of good intentions, um, I, we're our own worst enemy sometimes because we have words. There's two businesses, one Cigar Bar and then one um, Alibi trying to be flexible but in, in situations where people's uh, is pretty much proven that as an entertainment venue they have a hard time meeting the same standards that a restaurant does they're not a restaurant even though they serve food uh, we made we've made a couple of decisions in the past I think that are going to harm us for a long time. Um, I feel I felt very comfortable with Peach's motion. Um, and if we if, if we go back now and limit these guys and make them close at midnight and we allow other businesses that on Broad Street that have a distilled uh, a license to sell distilled spirits that they don't have to close at midnight. My question is, how much sense does that make? I can't say. Does that make any sense? What if we just roll the sidewalks up at midnight and just close everything on Broad Street? So just to be perfectly clear, these this midnight closing time only applies to businesses that do not meet our food drink ratio. And I don't think the 
I don't think it's going to kill our downtown. We have one of the most vibrant downtowns in northwest Georgia. And so, um, and it's not confusing. It's being consistent. So it's not one business can stay open to two and another one closes at midnight. I'm trying to set all those businesses a closing time at midnight. Commissioner McDaniel, given the new information that you now have, are you going to withdraw your second or keep it? Could you start that again, Commissioner? I said, given the new information that you have, that it, it, it extends past peaches, are you going to withdraw your second or would you like to keep it? Yeah, I will withdraw the second, but I would like to go back and visit Mayor and Mr. Attorney, if we could, the situation with peaches. I know we have voted. Let, let's finish this one. I will. I do withdraw my second. Thank you. Give someone else a chance to second that motion since he's withdrawn his second. I will second. Okay, I have a second. Uh, but if you will, for clarity, will you state that motion, please? For clarity. Uh, sure. The motion is to approve Peach's liquor license with the food and ticket sale variance, as you specified, 2525, and impose a 12 p.m. closing time on all establishments that have received a food, drink, ratio variance. Old Vanna, Bill and Spirit, Alibi, Peach's. That's your motion. Okay, now I have a motion. So all that's going to do is if he, we make these people close at 12 o'clock, they're just going to go to the place that can stay open at 2 o'clock. I mean, that's all that's going to happen. I, I'm, trying to see, I'm trying to see how, how could you just tell this gentleman that his motion and his action has passed. I mean, he's sitting out there and you just told him, that his motion is passed. We are in discussion, right? We are. Yes, sir. Well, I'm trying to figure out, Commissioner Dawes, how fair is that to, to this gentleman? <coughs> We've just had action on this floor from this commission. And, and, and another thing, how fair is it? Uh, if you will, please. How fair is it that you have allowed like the cigar store and others, to stay open to two for quite some time. And now you're saying to these newcomers, because of the fact we opened that door, well, I'm going to have to slap you on the hand and close you at 12, and then not even give this young lady opportunity, period. I don't, I don't understand the logic of that. So I'm not trying to slap anybody on the hand, Commissioner. That's not the, the point. The point is, if you want to operate a business that doesn't meet the food-drink ratio, then you will close your business at midnight. They don't meet it, they get closed down. Correct? What is it? Yeah, Mr. Clerk, if you've got a business that is not meeting the 50-50 or whatever, Come up Wait, with. Just a minute, please, please. We can't, the commissioners can't hear the question. So if you would, please 
Hold your conversations uh, conversations down so they can hear one another. Thank you, Madam Mayor. If if you've got a, a, an establishment, whatever it is, and they're not meeting the fifty fifty, they can be shut down. Correct? Yes, sir. Anyone is subject. So anyone? Okay. They can be shut down. So anyone that is meeting it can just go on as normal operation every day or whenever they're open. That's right. If they're meeting the 50-50, there's no problem. But if they're not, so if he decides or whatever and he's not meeting 50-50 at his place, we can shut him down. Same with peaches and every place on Broad Street, whether they're open at 11 o'clock or 2 o'clock. He has a different ratio, but still, he, he has a requirement to meet whatever ratio variance you all present. Okay. So I still contend that if he shuts down at 11 or 12 or whatever, and somebody else can be open until 2, they're just going to leave his place and go somewhere else. It's not going to clean out Broad Street. I'm trying to figure out what's the big deal if they're meeting the ratio. I mean, what's the, what, what is it that's so important about not being like the rest of the establishments that have the same spirit to stay open? And they got to meet the ratio, too. And these here guys are meeting the ratio as well. What is the sting with that? So the big deal is they're meeting the ratio selling tobacco, selling firearms, other things, selling tickets. So if we're going to trend to eliminating, eliminate our food drink ratio, then uh, why uphold all the other businesses in our community that have worked hard and spent a lot of money to meet the food drink ratio? So I'm, I'm it's not sorry. rocket science. Your, your assumption, though, is that the food is a detriment to the restaurant and the alcohol. Granted, it makes money, but it, you know, it's like they're forcing them to cook food, and it's like, oh my God, we have to cook food to be open when we really just want to sell alcohol. I mean, are, do you see the food as a punishment? No, no, we've had it's a, not a acting like it is though. We've I mean, had the a way food. you're talking. It's like, oh, you know, they have to cook food. They've worked hard to do this, and now they just have to cook food to sell alcohol. I mean, you're acting like the food is a punishment. Food is not a punishment, but it does slow down. It's like wasting this drink on the on the thing, and, it, and the napkin assumes it. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that at some point, we're either going to have to treat citizens of Rome as adults. I think or the not. chairman clarified that about the food. Can you help me out with that again, please? They're trying to say I could ask you a question. Go, 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 to, the go to the podium. Okay. Uh, Billy Cooper, I'm chair of ACC, and I'm in the middle of a, uh, looks like a hornet's nest or a can of worms. I'm not sure which, but uh, anyway, um, let me clarify one thing for Commissioner Beeman. Um, this is the still spirits, you know, that you're voting on. The food-drink ratio is not relevant for any other alcohol that's being consumed. So if any of these establishments want to stay open till the hours that their business license grants them and they're serving either beer or wine, 
and there are absolutely no requirements for food. And I think the commissioner there is pointing out that uh, in the absence of food, things can get a little bit wild mm -hmm. after midnight. Mm -hmm. And I don't disagree with that, but there's plenty of consumption of beer and wine that could cause the same thing. So we need to make sure that you understand exactly what you're voting on and you're using the food to drink ratio to accomplish. So uh, with regards to alcohol, uh, it's all based on grams. I mean, it's just the science behind it and you can get just as much alcohol from wine or beer as you can get from distilled spirits. Uh, the difference could be the rate of consumption and there's certainly an argument for that and certainly food does slow down the absorption process. But if someone's desire is to overconsume, then um, it really doesn't matter whether you serve food or not, they're going to overconsume. Mm -hmm. So from an ACC standpoint, uh, we're just strictly looking at the distilled spirits component because that's what we were charged to do as a citizen committee. So if your goal is, is to possibly look at an entertainment venue as a separate venue and you need some different regulation to, um, to basically uh, feel comfortable about how that venue is operating inside of your city, then I would suggest that you choose to go that pathway and you separate that from the food drink ratio. Any questions from the ACC standpoint? If I could get you and Joe to explain the difference between a restaurant and a business that is a that is a an event venue, and how we treat those from from your standpoint, from Knox's. Well, keep in mind the reason we're having this discussion tonight is in order to pour distilled spirits, you have to have a restaurant and meet a food drink ratio. Unless you're in one of those, I say unusual categories, a bona fide private club or the exemption of a government-owned forum, you're not covered. But remember, anyone else who serves distilled spirits has to have a restaurant, meet our food drink ratio. Now, whether or not they're an event venue, whether or not they have concerts and provide entertainment, that's above and beyond. Your foundation is if you're serving distilled spirits, you've got to have a restaurant. If you have a restaurant without entertainment, you have a restaurant with entertainment. Uh, the two aren't required they're not mutually exclusive uh, now if you have an entertainment venue sergeant mission you do have to have an entertainment license and you have to have security plans approved by the police department you know run your business in a responsible manner like any business but uh, again you can you can have uh, entertainment with uh, a restaurant or without it uh, now if you have entertainment without a restaurant then you can't have liquor then you have to be a restaurant so, and all of that makes sense and it would be very clean cut, except this body made a decision to make an exception for Old Havana and for Alabama. So we opened the door um, and we're suffering, <laughs> I think, the consequences of that. We've got another business, which I think is a very viable business, but she is more so an entertainment venue than she is a restaurant. She doesn't pretend to be a Harvest Moon. She's an entertainment venue. She has acts that come from there. And so the idea that came out of the Alcohol Control Commission was still hold her accountable for food 
but also let's throw in tickets because that is something it, it could be substituted as cigars or guns or whatever. So that would allow us to be consistent as a body. She's just an entertainment venue. She has a restaurant, but she also sells tickets. And so can we be open-minded enough to shape this thing in such a way that she can improve her ticket sales with her food sales and, and keep her and get back her distilled liquor license? That's something I could go along. That's what came out of out alcohol control initiative. That's coming from that citizen group. But the other thing he may mention of, and you tie it to your motion, there's no way she can go along with that motion that you made, even if you're saying that you're going to now go back and allow her to do it. She can't tell them young folk, you got to get up out of here at 12 o'clock and got a band hired. She can't do that. She can't make no money. She might well stay in the position that she's in. That's an entertainment district. I think I heard this. But I won't get off in the book, unless the manager said. <laughs> okay, we do have a, a motion and a second on the floor. So just a quick question for the uh, city clerk, Joe Smith. Joe, um, Rome follows the food drink ratio. Is that a foreign idea or do other cities do the same thing? And how long have we had a food drink ratio? We've had a food drink ratio since the steel spirit liquor was voted in uh, via referendum, public referendum in 1972 or three. Okay. We've had a food drink ratio all that time, 50 years. And uh, it has changed through the years. Uh, one time it was more than 50%. I believe it was, it may have started off at 70%. It came down to 50, but for many years, uh, it also included beer and wine. So it's much tougher to beat, or to meet, excuse me, when you're having offset beer, wine, and liquor instead of just liquor as it is now. But the city commission changed that rule several years ago to include only distilled spirits in an effort to, to, to make it easier to meet, to, to help facilitate these type of businesses we're debating tonight. And it certainly has. It has. Uh, and now, uh, upon the ACC's request, I did uh, check uh, with some other cities, uh, a survey, so to speak. It had been a few years since I had done one. I, I really didn't know what the results would be, but uh, just took 15 cities that seemed comparable to Rome in, in this part of the state, uh, some in the metro area, some out in Grange and Gainesville and Athens and, and so forth, but of the 15 cities, uh, 13 of those still have a food drink ratio. And that ratio is is 50%. In fact, one city is 60%. Uh, the city of Atworth, I believe, is one that, that does not have a food drink ratio. I don't know why, and one other. But, but to answer your question, yes, it still seems to be that uh, food drink ratios in, in cities comparable to us are still very common. Thank you. Commissioner Doss, would you consider making restaurants that also serve liquor keep their kitchen open till 2 o'clock in the morning? That's not the question tonight. Why not? That's not the question tonight. I've made a motion. Call the question. Madam Mayor, can I ask one more question? Because this is really confusing. 
So we have res we have downtown businesses right now who can stay open till 12, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, which one? Two? Two? Two o'clock is a normal close time, that's required close time. With the same restrictions? Well, just all businesses, all point establishments, uh, all sales, last call, so to speak, happen at 1.30 a.m. and all consumption ends by 2 a.m. with customers off the premises, unless there's some other reason for them to be there. But all consumption stops stopping by 2 a.m. So with this motion right here, that's on the currently on the floor, that means that all sales would have to stop at midnight and that would affect Havana, all the other places also, is that what you're saying? Also, it affects the places that have been given a food drink ratio variance, such as Old Havana, Blue Tobacco Products, Alibi, his, his products, Arms, et cetera, uh, Steel and Spirits, which is yet to open, uh, and the other case before us at the moment, Pizza. So the 12 o'clock closing time would only affect those four variants Cigar store stays open till two o'clock now. I don't think they, they stay open. I mean, they got that right. And have had that right for many, many years. Now you finna tell them uh, no longer with this motion. They don't have that right. With all their door posts, their closing time at 12 o'clock. So. That's what it says on the door. Would it be very fair for him to put 12 o'clock closing on his door and still have the opportunity to stay open too? Would that be satisfactory to you? No. Well, it has been for years with Havana. So my motion stands, Mayor. motion is to grant the reinstate the liquor license at Peaches uh, with the combination of food and ticket sale method of meeting the 50-50 ratio, at least 25% of which will come from food. Uh, the motion also implements a tw 12 p.m. closing time for Peaches, for Old Havana, for Alibi. That would be a 12 a.m. 12 a.m. Yes, yes, midnight. Yes. 12 midnight. Yes, sir. And steel and spirits as well as the food. Okay. That's the motion. Let me make sure I'm clear. The gentleman that we just passed the motion so that he could have his spirits and stay open at 2 o'clock. We're turning around and telling him, ah, we made a mistake. We're going we're gonna to shut you down at 12 now. And let's go back a little bit further. In another motion, we told Peaches that you can't have any of it. You can't have the tickets in the 50 50 ratio. And we're not changing the thing. You're going to stay as you are. But now you're telling her that, okay, forget about what we just voted you out on. We're going to come back and we're going to let you back in and we're going to close you down to 12 o'clock. Is that right? That's 
the motion on the floor. It, it hasn't. It hasn't been passed, nor has it been been acted. So that is the motion on the floor. This is different. I'm a little bit confused. Never have I seen this happen before. Mr. Turner, are you sure that this is granted on the Roberts rule to, to tell a subject that could have probably got up and walked out the door and by the time he got the paper in the morning know that, oh man, something happened. Or she could have did the exact same thing. Because she really could have got up and went out. And he could have went out, got up and went out. 30 minutes ago, maybe 40. I just don't think that's proper in the manner in which we are conducting this business. Uh, Mr. Attorney, help me out. But I am correct. If, if, no, no, no. If, 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 if someone wants to, they can make a motion and we, it can either be voted up or down. Okay. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Okay, thank you. Madam Mayor, have, have you ever, since you sat in that chair, had any type of action come across this in commission in that manner? Uh, not that and I can uh, remember or think of, however, but it is according to the attorney. No, I don't think that's what he said. He uh, don't know if he Mr. can defend attorney, this or not. Mr. Attorney, will you will you have will you tell him what you just said? One more thing, just just because I'm curious. Okay, so um, the forum. Okay, I stated in caucus that the forum has an exemption. It's not required by your by your body here. It's been approved. It is not required to have any ratio for food, drink. Period. It is not required to serve any food. So if the forum has an entertainment venue or an entertainment um, group that comes in, what are the current hours that requires them to close? Do we know that? Are they required to be finished by 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock, midnight, 11 o'clock? What is it if they bring an entertainment group in? Well, entertainment aside, they could be open 24 hours a day. If alcohol is there, they would have to abide by the 2 o'clock time. Okay. So, in other words, if they bring in XYZ band as it stands right now, they can have that entertainment there until 2 o'clock in the morning, correct? They're not required to serve any food, correct? Correct. And they can have beer, wine, and poured, uh, poured spirits, correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, I just uh, want to be clear on those facts. You know, it's worth mentioning, you know, the forum's in a state of transition. It was built by the county. It's always been owned by the county. But it's coming under the city's ownership and operation very soon. And uh, so it's in a state of transition. But uh, I think the plan, uh, and this is just, I think, what, what I'm told, is uh, they, they feel like they've got a real shot at meeting the food-drink ratio, even though they're not required to. Gotcha. Time will tell. But they do plan on really growing their business model and having a lot more entertainment there, correct? And that'll be wide and variable entertainment. They'll do a lot of events there that, that won't have alcohol at all. Correct. Okay. Okay. Can I ask a question? 
David would run preachers if it's last call at 12 o'clock for them or maybe 11.30, the entertainment part can she still go on to 2 o'clock. If it's last call for these subjects that you feeling could possibly impose this on, since you have included her back in and she's a different from them, she runs entertainment. Would it be acceptable, Mr. Stoss, as part of your motion for her to go ahead and be open to 2 o'clock with the entertainment? Just like she's doing now. But she can't serve no liquor after the hour of 12 o'clock. No more consumption of liquor. And if I could just do one addendum to that, sure, um, let's say we've got a, a venue at the forum and there's a mm -hmm. band there and they're selling liquor and on the other side of the street and, and the forum's a government entity, on the other side of the street you got a privately owned business, you're telling that privately owned business you got to leave at 12 o'clock, but we're the government and we can stay here at 2 o'clock. We get in trouble as commissions when we're uh, inconsistent. Now, we've created this animal for ourselves, but I think we need to treat peaches like we have treated uh, Mr. Pledger and, and the cigar folks. I, um, I think it's very reasonable to use ticket sales and the 2 o'clock closing time if we're going to go back to midnight for those three businesses, then I say everybody on Broad Street shuts down at midnight, including the forum. We've got to be consistent. Well, that's not my motion. Mr. City Attorney, can, can I offer uh, that uh, Commissioner Doss make an amendment to his motion that all red lights turn to yellow after 2 o'clock in the morning? Because, I mean, if we're just going to start adding stuff to, to, to uh, something that's in front of us that has nothing else to do with anything that's in front of us, right? I mean, or can, can we make the, the roads go the other way? I mean, can, can, I amend, can I ask him to amend that to this motion since we're retroactively going back and adding stuff to it that we have already just literally voted on that was its own separate entity? So I made no secret earlier tonight when I said when Alibi came up that if that motion failed, I would have a second motion that would close those businesses that sell anything but food or businesses that do not meet the food drink ratio, that they would all close at midnight. But you've linked two things that are their own separate entities. And if you're going to start doing that, then, I mean, I guess we're going to start acting like Congress in Washington, D.C. and just start throwing crap, you know, in, in every amendment that we have. So I think you're out of order. Well, that's fine. You can think oh, that. Okay. Uh, okay. Mr. Attorney. I'm going to ask everybody to come to order. Just a minute. Hold on, please. Mr. Attorney, we do have a motion and a second <clears throat> on the floor. Okay. And we've discussed it. And uh, I, I think Commissioner Dallas is kind of saying that he's not willing to admit, uh, amend his motion anymore. Would it be proper at this time to, either, to uh, call the vote uh, on, on this motion 
and it either you know it passes or it fails. And then it, it, uh, uh, you know, just like he made a motion, someone else would like to make a motion. I mean, that's Robert's rules of order. That's what we follow. Am I correct? Someone, else, another commissioner could make a motion. One thing the attorney needs to know, though, <coughs> is I don't think you can go back, Mr. Attorney, on the general motion that's set before you because of the fact he made that same motion when he said if the action failed. And that action did not fail. Now, you can't go back and include him again. So a while ago, when I said I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 Mr. Commissioner, you hit the nail on the head as to why I'm not sure. I don't think he can do that. He made that same motion when uh, the ammo guy and, and, and it was voted. bothers me is he came back and included them again in the motion that didn't have anything to do with it. Just like he doing peaches. Let's let's all right. Thank you. Let's let's call for the votes. And it okay, let's if you will. <coughs> okay, it's voted. Okay, call for the vote. We, we you want to read it again? Well if you might need me to I Cocker. No. Bojo? No. Beeman? Damn, River Because <laughs> I'm not feeling, I'm going to have to say yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Abstain. Collins? No. Daniel? No. So, Mayor, I have four no votes, three yes votes, and an abstention. The motion fails. Oh, yeah. Unless you vote. Yeah. Because the mayor can vote and change that, can't she? Oh, I'm sorry. She has, a, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're correct. she has the option of voting. Yes, we have four. You can you can vote to uh, you can't vote to pass it. You can vote. I would like to make a motion. Make a motion um, that the liquor license for peaches uh, be um, awarded back to her, and that her new food drink ratio is uh, fifty percent distilled alcohol and fifty percent of a combination of food and ticket sales from events and at least half of that 50% has to come from food, and that she be allowed to stay open on the same calendar, on the same schedule, 
that everyone who has a distilled spirits license has. Second. Including what we have approved here. <laughs> so that's my motion. We have a motion and a second on the floor. Do we have any discussion? Yes. So um, what I would ask is along the same lines as Commissioner Collins uh, insinuated a little while ago is that first we send this back to the Alcohol Control Commission because this is a new, this entertainment venue is a little bit different than anything else. And let them set or make a recommendation to the city commission about closing times and, and how long you, to sell alcohol. Um, but um, that would be my ask. And I would again caution the commission that um, allowing businesses to stay open and sell alcohol to two o'clock in the morning that do not really, or some, are not required to sell any food. And I think you talk about penalizing, you're penalizing all the restaurants in town that have worked hard to meet the food drink ratio. And that's, to me, what's fair. I could just respond to that. Alcohol Control Commission did discuss, at, at, I think at great length, um, the Peaches situation. We didn't discuss the closing time uh, because we didn't want to discriminate against any, any business. I think um, if, if you make arbitrary and unfounded decisions to try to say, even though we approve you, we're going to tell you when you you got to close. You got to you're different. You got to close at a different time. You're different. We're going to treat you differently. We are consistently inconsistent when we do things like that, and it makes this city commission. Uh, and we opened the door when we did the old Havana thing. That was before I got here, but when we did that, it opened the door um, for alibi. Uh, to me, her business is because she does serve food, is much more viable in terms of the ratio. And so I just, the Alcohol Control Commission discussed it. Uh, we, uh, since I've been there for a year, uh, Ms. Shaw has been for, before the Alcohol Control Commission, I think four times this year. And uh, not in a negative light, just trying to make the ratio. But I think we just need to be fair and consistent. <clears throat> what she does is different from a restaurant. She's an events venue. And that may sound a little outrageous until you realize that the government owns a building that we're treating much more favorably in terms of selling alcohol. And they can stay open to 2 o'clock in the morning. We're telling a privately owned business that pays taxes that we're going to treat you different. And, and that just stinks to high heaven to me. I, I'm, I'm I think that's against 100% with it. I just 100%. So I've got a motion, and we have a second. So that's just that's just fairness. So I, I totally disagree. I don't think it's arbitrary at all 
that we hold businesses that do not have to sell any food to a, another standard. So I think it's, again, I, I think it's being consistent, fair, all the way around. Thank you. Just so you know, uh, we have loosely discussed um, and never brought to a vote um, at a certain time of the day, most of the businesses in town that serve food have stopped serving food and they are barred. Mm -hmm. And that is, they may still have a little bit of food, but for the most part, they are a bar at that moment in time. So we've never tried to tackle anything beyond what your charge is, which is the 50-50 ratio. Now, uh, I've got to believe if we did do that, then, you know, how would we distinguish, say, um, you know, in your situation there? I mean, you know, you, you serve food, but I've got to believe if I come in and want a full meal at 11 o'clock at night, you probably your kitchen is closed down. Yeah. Limited meeting. Okay. So in reality, they are bar at that point in time. So if the commission wants to change the way they regulate bars, then you just need to tackle that issue, not send it back to ACC. You need to tackle that issue and deal with it uh, in a way that you choose to deal with it. Mayor, I welcome that day. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay. What you say? Okay, ready to vote? Ready. Tell them what we're voting on. <laughs> <laughs> voting, voting on a much simpler motion. Uh, this one simply reinstates Peach's uh, distilled spirit license, liquor license, with the uh, ratio to be made up of, of food and ticket sales with at least 25% coming from food. Okay? No restriction on closing time for her or anyone else. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bojo? Yes. Beeman? No. Doss? No. Quick? No. Askew? Same. Same. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Okay, Madam Mayor, we have four yes votes in this case, three no votes. I'm going to vote yes, knowing that. Okay, Ms. Shaw understands that she has to meet the ratio, so I'm just trying, just listen to everything. So, Joe, you didn't add, we could go home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, Tourism Committee will meet Wednesday, September the 27th at 1145 at the Rome Area History Center. That's all I have. Okay. Nothing else to come before the commission. Madam Mayor? Yes, sir. I move we adjourn. <laughs> <laughs>